this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. Bruno Duarte. Hi guys, how are you guys doing? What is going on? From I should say from Below Deck season five. Yeah, a season five, a very a long time ago. Season. <laughs> it, it was a while ago, right? I yeah, it's like three, four years now. I think. Wow. It goes fast. It goes really fast. Now, where are you? And I'm, I'm looking at your lovely apartment in the background. It looks very nice. But where are Thank you in the you. world? So I'm currently in France, living in Cannes right now. So I've moved to, from Portugal over here because of the adding industry. It's much better for me. So French Riviera, it's where it all happens. And you're from Portugal originally. I am, yeah. And you lived in Portugal pretty much your whole life up until recently, or you just, you've been traveling around because of yachting. <laughs> yeah, I've been traveling around. I mean, I, I, I was raised in Spain, actually. And then I moved back to Portugal, grew up the, I mean, the rest of my life there until I was 21. And then when I, when I was 21, I started the cruise ship industry and the adding industry. So that's since I was 21, I just been traveling all around. I've been to Port. I mean, I've traveled all over. Portugal is nice. It's a great city. Yeah, it's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. It is. Now, I mean, speaking of Portugal, I don't know when you left Portugal to move to France, but were you there during the Madonna years? And I mean, is Portugal <laughs> like, l- let's just get this right out of the way, right up front. Yes, I, I was in Portugal while Madonna was there. Um, she's a little bit of a troublemaker, to be honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if she's still there, though. I don't know if she moved back to U.S. or whatever, but yeah, she, 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 she spent a, a long time there. Why was she a troublemaker? Just was there like a whole buzz around her arrival yeah, in the country? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a, a big buzz. She, she, she usually goes to Portugal for vacations anyway, so we know where she goes, hotels, etc. And then when she moved uh, with her kids and everything, she like all the media and all the news, of course, were talking about it and all the little dirty things were coming up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on now. Is it, was it like, I don't know if you know, was it like crazy, like around her house? Like I could just see people waiting outside all day for her. Cause it's, Um, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is like people uh, in Portugal, I think in Europe generally, they don't get, they, they don't like get so crazy. Like I, I mean, if I was in the US and I would see a famous person, probably I would go ballistics crazy. Like, <laughs> but it, when we see someone famous in Europe, um, we tend not to like uh, go and go crazy and jump on them and take pictures. Sometimes we just actually like are too shy about it. Maybe, I don't know. So I think she, she felt she was safe in Portugal because no one would bother her to be honest. So yeah, it's it, a different world in Europe. It is. I mean, yeah, people in the U.S. go crazy <laughs> over celebrity more so than Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I do remember like when she moved there and there was all this like, you know, but I mean, it's a good thing for the Portugal economy, I would think. Like she bought a house or she rented a house, yeah, whatever. Well, well, the economy in Portugal, it, it's like it's crazy for all the people that is not Portuguese or that don't then necessarily have any connections with portugal itself like a real estate whatever everyone is coming from outside of portugal right now so i mean i think portugal is more for non-portuguese citizens than the portuguese citizens themselves so yeah it's kind of tricky i mean it's a beautiful country a lot of people just decides to move uh, and live there uh but we that are portuguese we decide to live out of portugal so we are giving our country away <laughs> that makes sense i just had to ask you know let's just get the madonna thing out of the yeah, way yeah, up yeah. Front. <laughs> i know that's such an american question but i mean it's the queen of the world we have to show uh, we have to it bow is, down it, and is, show respect. it is it is yeah she's iconic yeah I mean, it's Madonna now. It's Madonna. <laughs> so how did you fall into yachting? Like, how, how did that happen? Well, I, I mean, I've, I fell into uh, yachting because of below deck. That, that's the, 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 the most uh, strange thing, I think. Because when, when I started the cruise ships, I, I, I mean, it was my dream. When I was, when I was in high school, I, I remember saying to my teachers that when they asked, oh, what do you want to do for the future, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, I want to work on the cruise ships. And they'll say like, oh, you're crazy. You're never going to do that. Like, you're going to work on the restaurant here in Lisbon. Where I was like, uh, no. So when I, when I was actually 21, I, I, because you can only start when you're 21, American law. So when I was 21, I started with Royal Caribbean. And it was my first sail going Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And I was traveling already. Um, and then after moving to Super Yachting of Seaborn, which is like a, a big sort of like cruise ships company now, um, a lot of my colleagues were talking about yachting and yachting and a lot of them were switching to yachting instead carrying on cruise ships. And uh, then I met my American best friend, which I call her American wife. Uh, she's from South uh, Carolina and um, she introduced me with the low deck. She, she, she used to watch the show every day on her cabin. And I used to hang out, hang out with her a lot, like a lot, lot. 
And she showed me the first time. I was like, oh, wow, that's, this is the yachting industry we're talking about. Like, this is so cool. And I wanted to do a season as a deckhand. So I'm an officer on, on, on majority of my career. I'm an officer. And um, when I joined, uh, when I applied for a blow deck uh, season five, I applied as a deckhand, a junior deckhand. Like I had no idea um, how to work on it. Yeah, what was the difference department, the exterior, the interior, and, and how the, 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 the team would work. So for some reason, a year after I applied, I got a phone call, I got into interviews and I got in. And that was my first time on a yacht working uh, as a deckhand. And that was season five. And then from that season, I just decided that I needed to continue and I just carry on working on yachts. What made you want to go into cruise ships to begin with? Like, you know, in high school, like where, where did that excitement come from? Well, I, I love the hospitality industry all about, because I started in a sort of like, um, I, 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 had a, I have a degree on hotel management. So everything that had to do hospitality, hotels, restaurants, uh, finances, accounting, all of that, that manages a, a big industry I was always very interested about. So a cruise ship is like the hub of everything because you can manage all departments, housekeeping, F&B, uh, like, I don't know, like, account, like everything. So when I started cruise ship uh, on the Royal Caribbean, my first contract was actually as a waiter. So I was literally a number in the middle of thousands on crew. And from that, um, I worked literally my ass off on, on that, on, the, on my first contract. And I, I was uh, seen by a, uh, a guest relations uh, manager from corporate and uh, they saw me how they were the way I was working with people and they, they invited me to become an officer and that's why I shift from waiter to an officer on those giant boats and uh, and, and then from there I was just I just carry on being an officer and, and, and carry on with adding as well the same thing and it's so funny that so this best friend of yours from America she actually was on a ship and she just was watching below deck exactly yeah 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 <laughs> And then you just watched it. Like, what season was this? Do you remember? And was it Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? No, no, no. It was Captain Lee for sure because it was way before I went, I started uh, my season. So if my season was the season five, I probably was watching season two maybe, which was already with Kate. I think it was the first Kate okay. season because she wasn't on season one. She, was, she started with season two. Right. Um, and I think I saw season two with my friend and then, yeah. And then I got on season five. And how did you apply? Like you just looked at the Bravo website and found an email or like how, how does, I, I mean, honestly don't remember. I remember myself making the video, the introduction video that you have to make like a couple of minutes uh, talking about yourself and whatever. And I was in Lisbon in a small apartment with my fiance. And I remember that I was, I was typing in, filling up the form because I was like, oh, I, I need, I, I want to, I want to, the, the thing is, the only thing that was in my mind was like, I want to work as a deckhand. It, it, it wasn't even crossing my mind about the show because I had no idea how that worked at that time. So I was like, okay, I want to work as a deckhand. I was so nervous and I did the video and then everything. And then it was like a year apart when I got in, in the first call and the interviews. And only when I started working on Board of Valor, I was like, okay. I need to do the work now. But on the show, you have two works. You have your work as a deckhand, in my case, and then you have the work as you have the cameras on you and you're on the show. So it was, it was way overwhelming. It was crazy. It was crazy. 
<laughs> and d- did you watch it like that whole time? Like from the time you apply, you know, like from the time season yeah, two, yeah, like you yeah, watched yeah, season yeah. three, season four. Yeah, uh, I've watched, uh, I, was, I was glued to Blue Deck. At that time, I think on my opinion, Blue Deck before, it was more, um, more interesting in a way that like it was, it was, uh, it was fresh. It wasn't not so many seasons. The people was always changing, uh, which now I, I, I mean, I, I, I have a completely different um like image about below deck uh, i i didn't even never watch after my season like i i think i only watched a couple episodes on season six and then i stopped and i couldn't watch anymore because it's just it's not the same thing it's weird do you like what you do you think the show has changed like in the sense I, that it's less about yachting and more about exactly exactly so one thing and the thing that i have a lot for my fans is like they they love the the way that I was portrayed and 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 in the way that I I showed uh, me on the show myself as a sh- on the show is that I was so focused on the work I was so focused in the team on the guests and everything and the thing is we with the people that are on the show more than once for example when they call back for example Nico Kate whatever they turned that show into a giant script novella because they know the tips, the tricks, what to say on the camera, how to make you upset to make a drama scene on the camera. And when I, when I was on that season, even if I was a junior, and even if it was the first time I was with cameras on my face, it's like, I'm not stupid. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to ask someone else just because I have a camera on me. So I decided to be always 100% myself on the show. And I think, and that I think that came through very well, and that's why a lot of people come to me and appreciate the fact that I was like, I I wasn't pretending to be someone else, or I wasn't pretending to create drama or be real or uh, something else or whatever. I was, it was just me, period. Like, um, and I think on this uh, the seasons the that continue after mine, a lot of the same people came back and and they they and it, I think it became more. Um, script and more script over and like more and more and more often and especially with guests and everything and and the thing is like if you if you are in one season and we watch after you actually can see the little placements they do with editing and uh, the things they do you're like oh okay this is actually not like that because they did this and you catch everything with something that the people won't realize but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. I'm sorry. I'm talking too. No, well, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think it's all very, no, I mean, I, I would agree with a lot of that. I think it's interesting. Like, were you shocked at yourself? Like when you watched yourself back? Oh you, my did, God. Did you see editing? Like, oh, they, that's not really. Yeah, how I, remember I saw, it. you know, you know what I saw? I like, I saw, I, I think I had a, a rumble of emotions and I honestly, what, what saved me the most was the, Before we continue this conversation, I just want to say that 2020 has certainly been a year. And at the beginning of quarantine, there was a lot getting in the way of my happiness and achieving my goals. And I turned to BetterHelp, which is online professional counseling. And it really helped me not only achieve happiness during this time, but really achieve my goals. Behind the Velvet Rope went from two times a week to four times a week, and I wrote a book, the Behind the Velvet Rope book. So for anyone that feels that things are getting in the way of their happiness and achieving their goals, I strongly recommend BetterHelp. You don't even have to leave your house. It is online professional counseling, 
And what I love about it is you can start communicating with them within 24 hours of signing up. Anyone that knows me knows that if you don't get back to me, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. These counselors get back to you in a very timely manner and you're really matched with a counselor that fits your needs. If you get a counselor that you don't like, you can just request another counselor. Everything, of course, is confidential. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, sleep. We're all having trouble sleeping during this. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBTQIA issues. And I have to say, it is actually more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available for anyone that cannot afford it. So they're growing so rapidly, and so many people are turning to BetterHelp for help that they're looking for additional counselors in all 50 states. Go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. Join over 1 million people today taking charge of their mental health. You're not alone. If you need help, this is a great solution. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and get 10% off your first month. The, the cluster of good fans that I had that made my um, like, like an, a nice support that made me go through with a lot of like just like things that you can't even imagine that people say or whatever. But the first couple of episodes, especially the first one, I, I looked to myself and I couldn't recognize me. I, I couldn't recognize myself. It was like that person is not me. I was so overwhelmed because I had no support for how to do the job. The, the, my bosun, which was Nico, were, they were more focused in the cameras, what, what they needed to say in the cameras. Like they, they weren't focusing actually, okay, we start at eight, we finish at seven, we have to pick up uniforms, we have to do the nose, we have to train, we have to do this. And we, they would always think, okay, let's do something that would, would be on camera and it would create something that would make the viewers like. They would drama. never think about exactly drama. And the thing is, and I mean, I'm only in the in industry uh, of the adding industry for more than like four years now. I've been in the cruise ship industry since I was 21. I'm 31 now. I'm 11. I have 10 years of experience at sea. And I can tell you for everyone that watches this podcast, if you go to a normal season on a yacht, you have the double or the triple time of dramas in problems, in issues, in accidents, in hookups, then the, actually the show that shows. A lot of people in the industry, they don't like to watch Below Deck because they say, oh, that's not real and whatever, which it's not true. Below Deck doesn't show not even 1% what's the reality of the adding industry. You have no idea each year how many accidents, how many crew drama, how many stories we hear of crew doing random and weird things and 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 deaths and kills and, and accidents with the boat and guests like, and, and like, and, and nothing is compared to what you see on below deck. So that's why I stopped watching because I look at it and I'm like, this is actually boring. Like, why do you create a big drama? Because your tender got loose or you have to go and jump overboard to save a person that is not even drowning. Cause she has a life jacket. I mean, like 
it those things that Bravo now is creating it because they have no more ideas of what's going on. Like they have no ideas. So then they're trying to inject these little things that you look at that. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. It's just like, why, why would you watch that? But again, they have a lot of people watching, right? So it's just, like, I think they could, they could like change completely the franchise on a much better way instead of putting like sailing yachts or whatever, which doesn't even call much of attention whatsoever. Because I, I think even here, they didn't even have much success either. But, uh, but yeah. Like you think like in the real world, the drama is way bigger oh, yeah. and that we, these oh, people yeah. like then create fake drama to make oh, a yeah, show because there's really no drama. I can, I can tell you what they create on the show is from people that have no experience whatsoever on the adding industry. If they put more people on the show that they actually have experience on the industry or people that actually have ears in their shoulders of, of working on boats, it would, they would bring much more on, uh, to the plate of what's the reality, to be honest, because the problem with Below Deck is that they do the work on board for the time they need to film with the cameras. They don't do the work on the boat because they're on the charter or because you have guests on board. Yes, the guests are there, but when that timing with filming of the day is finished, the day is over. They take you into a van, they put you on a bar in the restaurant, they're trying to give you alcohol and trying to see if they can film drama with hookups and whatever. And on the normal yachting industry, you can have that 10 times more because the people actually work really hard. They get so tired. They drink at the end of the day to celebrate that they work really hard. They might have fights during the day. At the end of the day, they try not to hook up because they have a saying that do not screw with the crew. And all these things, like a lot of things always happens and, and it's just natural. And what I see on Below Deck, it's just not, it's not natural anymore. And on my season, I think a lot of, I, I'm talking about my fans though. I'm not talking about the general public, of course, but my fans, like they will always say, everything that I did, it seemed natural. And it was, and a lot of crew and a lot of friends of me, of mine that work on the industry, they ask me like, oh, is Below Deck scripted? And I'm like, not on my season. On my season, it wasn't script because even for myself, I didn't allow it to. If they try to create little, uh, like plant little things so they're trying to see if something comes out of it, I always stopped. I will never allow, uh, and I have a couple situations on my season and I've never, never allowed to, to be artificial like that. It was always natural. And who gave you the, these little hints in your ear and the alcohol? That was the producer's? Yeah, I mean, they will, they, for example, they try to hook me up with uh, Brianna. And uh, uh, first of all, on the adding industry in general, you don't mix cabins. You have female and you have males. Of course, if you, the crew agree, you can definitely have uh, both genders on the same cabin. That is not an issue. I, I've just left from a boat that was like that. I was sharing with a, with a second stewardess because I'm a chief too. And the second stewardess was a girl. And she was sharing the cabin with me. So the thing is, um, yeah, uh, it, I think I should have lost like, my, my... Well, like they, like they said to you, like, hey, Bruno, do you want to go for Brianna? Like that? No, no, no. no. They, they will say like, they'll say like, um, they actually, Brianna was like, they're trying to hook me up with her because they said like, oh, do you want to go with, with, on a date with her? And they tried to plan like we go, because our, what 
on the episode that she went to the beach with Matt, the chef, it was actually supposed to be me. But when we decided, when I talked to Brian and said, like, listen, the guys, the producers, they want me to have a date with you, but you know that you're just my friend. We will get along so well. And I would never try in a million years to do something with you just because you're on the show. So we both refused. Like, no, I'm not going to go on a date with each other because it doesn't make any sense. But then Matt jumped in the scene and they brought uh, Matt. She was kind of like not interested or just curious about it. And they did the thing. And then, of course, it went wrong, really wrong, because the beach theme scene was terrible because Matt got drunk. <laughs> like, so, like the producers put it in your ear, like maybe yeah, you exactly. go on a date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they will plan it. They will definitely plan it. And then what about alcohol? Same thing. Like they're like, why don't you have another drink? Does anyone else think buying gifts for the men in your life is difficult and kind of puts it off to the last minute? Well, now there's an easy solution because grooming gift sets from Duke Cannon are available at Target. They're fun, they're useful, and they freaking smell so good. Take Frothy the Bear Man gift set. It's three big-ass bricks of soap that are infused with beer and booze, but they don't smell like beer and booze. They smell like citrus, oak barrel, and sandalwood. It's a great gift for any guy who cleans himself, so it really applies to everyone, whether they bathe frequently or not. Or there's the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set. It's a box set of beard goods, basically beard oils, beard washes. And the best thing is both of these packages that I just described are $20. That's right, $20. The Frothy the Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. With the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set, you get two beard oils, and one beard wash. And the thing is, these make great gifts, guys, because the packaging, it's so kitschy, it's fun. The packaging itself is worth the $20. The products are functional. Who isn't going to use beard oil or a beard wash? And who doesn't want a huge block of soap? And they're really great soaps. They smell really good. They're fun gifts, $20. They're kitschy, they're great. The men in your life will love them. If you've waited to the last minute, I mean, how many days do we have left till Christmas Eve and Christmas? Let me tell you, there is a solution. The next time you're in Target, look for Duke Cannon grooming products in the grooming section and pick this up. The Frothy the Beer Man gift set, $20. The Beer That Stole Christmas gift set, $20. Available at Target. And you know what? When you give this as a gift and the men in your life are thanking you, you can come back and thank me. Yeah, they will, at the end of the day, they will, when they, they, we have the scenes on the restaurants and the bars, they'll definitely give alcohol. I mean, of course, it's, it's the most easy thing to have people get loose and, and, and say stupid things and do stupid things. So um, I always, I was always retracted it because again, at the end of the day, I know that I was on the show, but I was working on the boat and I was working in the team and I, and I, and I was just doing my work. So my work ethic never allow me to go okay we're gonna drink and get drunk so right. i would get a glass of wine or a beer but i would never go after that and uh, the producers always would get very annoyed about me because i would never go after that red line which they always of course they want and they will push you to that but yeah. i was always kind of boring to them uh, because I will never do that. And at the end of the night, I will be the one, the big brother carrying on the drunk ladies back to the boat. And I actually have some episodes carrying 
uh, Jen uh, and uh, and Baker and, and and yeah, because I was always sober. Yeah. So. Who like who on the crew like try to create these storylines? Like, what did Kate, like was Kate in on it? You know what I mean? Like you said, like it was her like fourth season. Like, was she like, oh, I, I know what to do now to make good TV? Like, was she on it in on it, or like was it other people like Captain Lee? I I, I mean. Okay, so when I when I when I stepped in on that boat, I stepped with a very like big image about Kate because until season five, I kind of liked Kate because of course, like everyone says, she's good on TV, she's a good drama, and I thought, yeah, okay, let's meet Kate and see how is everyone. Um, and my first impression from Kate was straight away, okay, this person's not even worth of, of being you being kind to her, so. She's so she was so tangled into her character because she created a character and she was so into her own drama and the way that she needed to act in front of the camera that you couldn't even see the real Kate. I, I at the end of the season I got a glimpse of maybe a minute of the real Kate and I thought, okay, this is real you. And I told her, like, why weren't you like that all the time? And she totally shut off completely and use that against me again by being that Kate that we all know. And, and that's how I, I think that's, that's how I think her place in the show got, got on my opinion, got ruined after season five because she was getting more people and more people saying like, okay, enough is enough. Like it's not about even creating drama or creating the show or whatever. Like she became really a mean and miserable person. And from my season, I couldn't see that straight away. Straight away, I could see that. The fact that the crew was consuming drugs, alcohol, uh, and, and the way that you would prioritize every single bad decision on the show and not prioritize your work on the boat. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I mean, I'm responsible. I know that boat needed to be taken care and it was never taken care of anyone. And um, yeah. And when you try to talk to Kate at the end, like you said, that was off camera. Like you said, let's just have an honest exactly, conversation. Exactly. You know, I have, I have a, a big example with her that I'm off camera. Uh, I share with her and I said, like, one of my dreams is to actually move to U.S., like to work in U.S. And I know that's always impossible because you need to have a uh, sponsorship. You need to get a visa, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, with Trump, that was even worse. But um I shared that to her and she, she turned and looked at me and said like, oh, I know, you know what? I know a lot of people in Miami, you can work on bars, you can get a sponsor for you, blah, blah, And then, okay, the conversation died. And way after that, when the show actually came up, because when we film, when we, we do the season, the show only airs a year after mm-hmm. because they have to do the editing, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, which is funny because a lot of fans think that we actually filming live and a lot of people like co- the way they commenting, they're like, Oh, but are you okay? They're like, yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and, um, and then when this, the show started coming out, like Kay was going horribly bad. She was shooting everyone and she was just so mean and so bad. Like, and, and I just hate, I, 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 Honestly, like I don't hate anyone, but Kitty is a person that I actually feel sorry for. Like she would, I don't understand why a person can be like that when you have not have done nothing to that person or whatever. I don't know. And um, and on the tweet on the Twitter, she was using every single thing that we talked about, and even the fact that we had a conversation about the visa. She she would she would 
turn completely against me on the tweet and make the fans think like I was using her, which was never the case because I don't need to use anyone to achieve my goals. And I've never did and I've never done it. So, and she, I don't know. I don't know. It was very sad that um, she turned out to be the person that I, I have never thought she was. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc style sandals, I embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. Did she, like, not speak to you when the cameras weren't rolling? You know, was she just like, I have no interest in speaking to you as a human being? Like, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling while you were on the boat. I mean, she was just, you know, in straight out the bat, I think Kate and Captain Lee especially, uh, but Kate also, I think they, had, they shared the, main, the same mentality. Because I was an American, for them straight away, that was off. 
that they, they would try to avoid to talk to me or to have any kind of, uh, I don't know, empathy or whatever. They, would, they, would, they were extremely cold straight since day one, period. Um, Captain Lee was actually very, um, very inconvenient a lot of times. They would make jokes by my accent. They would, he would, I don't know. It, it was very, very, very uncomfortable sometimes to be with him. Um, even with his wife, his wife was very bad. Like she, we, I remember that we had a night we had a dinner. Um, his wife joined the table, and she she never looked at me once or said hi or direct a word to me. And even that night, Captain Lee was drinking, and he ordered a dessert because uh, we're in islands of San Martin. Of course, we're gonna have rum in every piece of food and whatever and I, I i will never forget that night we were eating surfing turf which was not good at, by the way <laughs> and then the dessert i remember that he ate something and i and i was just sitting next to him and i was making the effort i was so uncomfortable and, and I'm, am i the kind of a person that when i'm uncomfortable i just leave period i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time but i was on the show so i couldn't i had i didn't have a choice so i made it i made the effort trying to communicate to him and trying to see the good side of him and he started to be a little bit tipsy. And then he, he literally forced me to take two spoons of his dessert, which was soaked in alcohol. It was like two fingers of alcohol on top of his, his dessert. And he knew I, was, I wouldn't drink because I don't like alcohol. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, very, a, a hard drinker. I'm not. It, it is the reality. And I, I, was, I, was, I literally took two spoons. I feel sick afterwards just because he made me take two spoons with alcohol, which I didn't like at all. And just the fact that you have a person like him, a captain that does that to a crew member, which is off duty and needs to start the next day and doesn't make an effort for you to talk to you, but then he, he forces you to have two spoons of that dessert, which doesn't make any sense. For me, it was not even harassment. It was, it was like spitting on me like, oh, I am the captain and you do what I'm telling you to do because I'm the, the star of the show. And it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was very like some, some days was definitely a down to me. And um, overall, I think the only, the only reason that I went through the entire season, which uh, was a season that I lost 10 kilos, which is like what, 20 pounds maybe? It's 20 pounds? Around, kilos, I, think. I think, yeah. It made me lose 10 kilos. The production team was actually telling me like, oh, don't disappear on me or whatever. And like, uh, people, I'm running 17 hours a day like a chicken with barely a meal on my stomach because I need to work on this boat. And only Brianna was the only person on that boat that would cheer me up and, 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 and make me like, okay, no worry, everything's going to go all right. Because again, I was junior on, my, on the, the work that I was doing. I've never worked as a deccan. I'm an officer. So I was like, Okay. And I had no support besides Brianna. So it was, yeah, it was a very tricky, intense season to, to begin with. So, yeah. And you lost all the weight just because what you were so stressed out and working so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it's a combination of everything. I, I easily lose weight when I, when I have to run a lot, like uh, for me to maintain weight because I have a extremely fast metabolism, I need to eat like every three hours. And in this industry is impossible. Of course, you like, you have breakfast, you have lunch and you have dinner. Um, and on the show, I barely have lunch. Sometimes some days I would just run at the end of the day and probably eat something at the end of the day. It, it was just a constantly run and run and run and run and run. And, and, and that took a, a ton of me. Definitely. Yeah. 
and when Captain Lee did all this with the the alcohol, that that was off camera too. It was just like a dinner, and he was like, "It sounds like harassment." You say it wasn't. He was like just showing off, like do this because I'm the captain, and you were like, I, "No, I don't definitely like, like no, no, no." It, it was definitely on camera. When they added it, of course, they didn't show none of that. Uh, they didn't show a lot of things to begin with on, after they edited that. To be honest, I think they, um, I mean, on my, on my image, I think they portrayed really well. And I'm so grateful for the production team. The production team, the, the team is amazing. Um, the guys that were there on the cameras, the, uh, the makeup artists, like everyone there was exceptional. They were amazing. Um, but yeah, of course, um, the network, the Bravo network, of course, of course, they are the heads and they know and, and they decide what to put on the screen. And at the end of the season, of course, I was very happy that the way that I, I, I was portrayed was good, uh, which is not very common in Below Deck because every, everyone gets ruined. And, and anyway, but, um, but yeah, I mean, besides that, um, it just, I know, I just, I just wish that we would have had a much better connection on the season and uh, we would had actually uh, a proper team and we work together like we were supposed to because yeah a lot of a lot of things happen without no reason who was worse to you off camera kate or captain lee oh captain lee we uh, i would never even see him um kate definitely kate kate will would be with us um um and i would definitely i will always ignore her because uh we got i got to a point that of course I knew the boat. I, I knew already the, the the things that I had to do in my job, my duties. That I would look to the interior and I look to her work and and the girls what they're doing inside. And I would go, "What the hell is going on?" Like Kate only cared on that boat whatever was above her waist. So whatever was below her waist, because it wasn't showing on camera, she didn't care. The floor was disgusting. There would be dirty they would not vacuum they would not clean they would do anything they would just do the things that would the camera camera show so i remember that one episode the bilge the main bilge the one that she shows on the you know the thing that swings and she had a, a thing that she was laying down on the swing on the bilge yeah and that bilge you could even enter it was horrible literally every single thing was just thrown inside and the bilge was giant and I remember that day that I was so, so, so upset. The fact that how can you do that to a boat that is not even yours? You hire on the show. You, you portray it as a chief's do. People think you're professional, but you're way like, you're just not professional. And the funny thing is that the day that I say that and, and I look at that and I think, you know what? I'm going to do this. The following day with no cameras, the entire village was organized and clean. And it wasn't done by me. So a lot of things were just uh, done to cover her image on everything, but like her her position was kind of like protected in a way because she would bring the rate the ratings, but like the the human she is or was there or she still I don't know uh, it it was just not not I mean it was not even um, proper to be on board she she. I know for a fact that Kate and some of the girls that worked on the boats on below deck would never find a position on the adding industry period. And the fact that she didn't clean the stuff that wasn't on camera, just cause she knew that it, after four seasons, yeah, of course. this won't be seen. So I don't want to do the work. Yeah, exactly. 
should uh, that's that's how they they would do it. It's like, oh, okay, we can leave it. Like the camera's not here. And why um, wouldn't she find a job in the real? Just like, does she have a reputation like in the yawning industry? Like now that you've left below deck, no, years. No, the thing is like, I, I know for a fact that she would drink while she was working. If you're chiefs too, you don't mix bellies with your coffee. You don't create drama. You are a leader. You don't. You're not a boss. You don't scream for people to people that not is not in, from your department, uh, like she did to me a lot of times. Uh, I remember that one episode. She trying to create a drama because I was I Nico gave me a break of ten minutes, uh, and on on the crew mess we have the little screens, the the cameras from the outside. So if you have a break, you can still see the outside while you have a tea. And I on I honestly uh, that moment I was legitimately extremely tired and I needed to sit down because I couldn't feel my legs. I, I needed a tea, uh, something, a break. And uh, while I'm sitting, she just comes and storms and tell me that I'm not doing my job and I'm not doing anything. And, uh, and you, you can't do that. You, you can step on the rank of a bosun, uh, go and scream to a junior deccan because I was a junior deccan when she has no idea if I'm actually allowed to be there or not and stir up a drama because, of course, it is the show. So on, on the real yachting industry, it's something that you would never dream to do that because you get fired. It just, it's just little things. The, the yeah. yachting industry, the reality of yachting industry, it's so much hotter. You have hierarchy. You have every single thing in, in, in a paper to do. You have like, it's not like, oh, you just throw a line, get caught on the line on, the, on your ankle. You almost get killed from the propellers. Like, those things never happen. You have safety to be on board. You have drills. On below deck, you never seen a drill. You never seen how they put a life jacket or how they, they should act in case of a fire. Why would Kate like throw glass out of, or, or out of the yacht and claim on below deck that's something that yachts do? That's prohibited. You cannot throw garbage, even glass through the boat out to the sea. So yeah. all of those things are, that's why the adding, the adding industry doesn't like the show because it, it, it's very um, fake in a lot of ways and created a wrong image on the adding industry in general. Do you hear that a lot? Like now that you've left below deck, like when you go for jobs or people like, oh, you were on below deck. Like we're not oh, a yeah. fan of that child. You know, it's funny that uh, last, since last year, I heard more and more of people recognizing me uh, from the show than actually after the show came out. So it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so of course I have a couple of people like every year that comes to me and like, Oh, you're below deck. Oh, nice to meet you. Blah, blah. Uh, I never make a fuss of it. Even on my CV, uh, the time that I was a junior deck and on the show, I don't put as below deck or show, or I don't even put Valor. I put the real name of the boat because Valor is not even the real name of the boat. So regardless, that was a show. It was still the work that I've done and I still get miles and, and, and I had to take certifications to be on board of that boat. So it, it is on my CV, but it's nothing mentioned about Bravo or below deck whatsoever. So when they go through my CV, they'll never see that unless they recognize my face, which of course happened a couple of times. Uh, sometimes was not an issue. Sometimes it was an issue from privacy reasons, but in general, I've never stopped working or I've never got uh, stopped to work on a boat because I was on the show. Uh, I think it's up to um, of, of your 
skills, capabilities than actually your career and not because uh, you've been on the show. And, and a lot of uh, issues happens with those people that are, that are on Below Deck is like they use the show to continue in the industry. And that's a huge mistake. Uh, I actually had this year uh, the Italian stewardess that was on the latest uh, Below Deck season with oh the Mediterranean season with um with the Australian uh, Hannah, so Hannah had an Italian story that that apparently she was fired a couple after a couple of days or whatever. Yes, and, and I was actually uh, apparently she was horrible. I remember that because I saw that on Facebook or something. I didn't even see the episode, but of course she went through Twitter and everything that she was really bad. Um, and I was looking for a day worker to work on my boat uh, to help me turn around the boat, and she actually sends me a message uh, saying like, oh, if you're looking for a girl, I'm your girl. Uh, I was actually just on below deck. And I'm like, as soon as I see that, I literally closed the conversation because I would never have any girls from below deck on my boat to work with me. And then I, I send the message to one and I ask, okay, this girl was with you in this season, right? I'll, she, I actually asked for a, a reference and she just said, don't even, don't even dream. Like she's lunatic. And I didn't even answer it. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you cannot use the show or create your reputation around the TV show because the drama will ruin your career. And that's the thing. If you want to be serious about your work in the yachting industry, you need to focus on what you do on the yachting and not what you have done on the show that portrays an industry that is not even portrayed well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely not, not, not a lot of smart people. Uh, they're they're on the show that doing or they they actually don't pursue the industry anymore. Do you know Hannah? Like other than that, or you just reached out to her because you're on Below Deck and? Uh, no, I don't know Hannah personally. I know Captain Sandy and some crew of the season that came out the same year that came out mine, because I was doing some interviews in Italy and uh, the boat from the Mets with Captain Sandy was the same place. So on this, on the interviews, I was, I was going and bumping it against him and I met all the crew and, but yeah, but uh, no, not Hannah. So like when you, you don't have below deck on your resume, which is very humble of you that you have the real name of the ship, but like when you go and you get these jobs and they recognize uh-huh. you from below deck, like what's the reputation like in the actual industry for work of like, Kate or like oh it's terrible really it's terrible yeah yeah, yeah, of course no um just as far as an attitude no one no one sees them as professionals that's the thing they see them as the guys that work on a tv show which of if you decide to pursue the industry will never be good because if you see for example Kate the, the amount of seasons that she was on the show, she literally could build a career outside of the show because the show is only two months per year. So what are you going to do with the remaining 10 months of your life? You're just sitting in your house, waiting for the show to come out and work on your social media and that's it. And that's not working on a social media, uh, on, your, on your career. That's working for a show. We that will work on the adding industry, we work 12 months a year. We have summer and winter season. So I started this year, for example, on the boat. And even with COVID-19, I left from one boat in the beginning of the year. I start on another one on summer um, for a private owner. And he, he wanted to keep me on board, regardless if he, because he's from Dubai, regardless if he was in Dubai or whatever. And I'm still working on the boat, on an empty boat for winter. And it's a 12-month year round. So 
whatever works on below deck, it's below deck, period. It's anything else. They don't do anything else besides, I don't know, I don't know if Captain Lee does some extra works or whatever. Or, but the thing is, these people, they do appearances on shows or they go and go to Andy Cohen or whatever. And, and that's not the anime industry. That's a completely way, a completely different world. That's something that isn't, doesn't, cannot even like be compared with, with any Yari. And Captain Lee and Sandy have the same reputation in the industry as far as like, they're not real. It's just for a show. You know what? I'm very sad and disappointed with Captain Sandy. Extremely sad. I know that because I met her in person. I know because I saw the couple of first seasons of her uh, franchise. And I, I was so happy that we, we had, that we had at that time some, someone that was so human, that was so professional, the work ethic was on point. The, uh, the fact that she would focus in work, and, and, and that's what I saw. That was like the most similar that I, uh, that, uh, season that I saw uh, from my season. It was like, okay, they're fo- she was, she's focusing work and making sure that everyone is on the same page. And she was very professional and responsible and blah, blah, blah. But then from these last seasons, I saw some glimpse of the drama and everything. And she's literally change she's changing she's she's becoming that character as well that bravo probably is pressuring her to do and blah blah blah. and it's just destroying her position and me that i was so happy seeing a woman captain a female captain on in this industry working on the tv show and she still were was keeping the 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 real roots and and all the, the 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 work that should be done on the boat just being completely thrown out the window just to be focused on the show and just leave behind the respect and the ethic and, and everything with those little things that sometimes I'm like, why, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you saying? And why you're doing this? And yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with her. I, I thought, I thought she would remain like she was on the first couple of seasons, but I can see the shift already. The same shift maybe that I saw on Kate after my, uh, or before my season actually. I mean, do Captain Lee and Sandy even try to get jobs in the industry anymore or not even? I mean, I know Kate doesn't. Oh, I have no idea, to be honest. I know that Captain Lee, I think, was a freelancer. He would do, uh, he would work on Yats as a captain, but from requests work. Like, I was also asked to be a chief to an mansion in Palma. Uh, I would be traveled to uh, manage a, a mansion uh, and with all the, t- the, the team in the house. And like, I mean, you have those perks and as a captain of course captain lee i don't think he needs to be worried about a season on the boat i mean he's not a, a young uh, man anymore he's a, he's he's an older man he, he, of course he has his foundation of his career before the show even so i think captain lee is a little bit different in regards to that kate i think she would never work on industry period i don't think she even has the mental cap- capability to work on this industry and captain sandy she's still in her middle ages and i think she if she wants to carry on in industry besides the show i think she still can but she needs to start changing again her image on the show uh back to her beginnings and make sure that people like looks at her like okay she's a captain she doesn't she's not sandy from below deck she's the captain sandy and uh, yeah, but yeah, but regardless, I mean, besides all of them, uh, yeah, it, it's hard. It will be hard for them to to pursue. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't met anyone from the show in this industry yet. 
like you don't run into them when you go for real jobs or anything like that. No, I I saw uh, I think the I don't know his name. It was a, a, a big curly hair guy from the season after mine um, in the in the same area here in France. He was actually hanging out. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They were filming actually here when I when I moved here a year ago. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. They were filming, the Mediterranean version was filming here, and I bumped to some of them, but... It wasn't on the work basis, like on the normal boat. It was on the show. So, um, yeah. And what about, because you said Kate, like, puts Bailey's in her coffee. Like, did she film and, like, work drunk? Okay. So, when, when, you, have, when you have people drinking on the work and they don't get drunk, but they get over crazy and psychopathly way of working, you know, they are mixing something in that. And I know for a fact, because I saw even off camera and I've said that on Twitter, when this show came out, they were doing drugs, they were doing cocaine, they were snorting Coke and uh, they were taking pills. And, uh, and I know that for a fact, and I don't care if I don't have the proof, if I don't have a photograph or whatever, I have no reasons to lie either. And whatever I'm saying, I'm not trying to create anything at all. I have no intentions to create anything. It is a truth. It was a fact. And for me, uh, during this season, when, when I saw that, it's when a, a realization, a giant realization came to my mind. I was like, okay, this is a show. And a lot of things changed with me in the middle of the season. And, and towards the end, I was like, I was still doing my work, but at the same time, I wasn't getting upset anymore i was not getting emotional uh, emotionally uh, uh attached to it anymore i was then i wasn't oh yeah i i i was becoming i became much more colder with that aspect because i knew for a fact that the people weren't okay and they, this was all all a, a fantasy it was not real it was it was not reality that's the thing what what was supposed to be a reality show it wasn't real so uh, i've just learned and I've learned where the camera was, well, what I needed to do, and that's it. Even though you don't have pictures or proof, like you saw people doing drugs, like with your own oh, eyes. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Even like we, I remember that one day, and I was in the car with them. Um, we were traveling, we were going with on the cab with, uh, in Saint Martin, and the boys they got cocaine, and uh, they were arguing with the cab driver because the cab driver was the one selling them, and then. It was it was crazy. It was overwhelming because for me, I've never I've never tried drugs. I, I I've tried to smoke twice pot, and and I have apparently the greenies, which I, my body rejects it, and I can't smoke that because I throw up all the time. So I give up on that. So I've so I'm I'm very a boring person. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. <laughs> so at the, for me, it was like okay, if you want to do that, guys, it's okay. You can do it, but uh, just. Don't forget the people around you because you have drugs. And that's what is, that was happening, and especially that night. Everybody was just so into like, okay, let's go, Kane, let's go, Kane, and whatever. That they would forget that you actually have people that 
you're spending with the entire day with cameras on. This was our day off. Let's, let's enjoy. And actually it was a dark day, which means that we didn't have cameras even. So it was our day off just for us and period. And it was me, Matt, um, Nico, um, Nico's brother, because Nico's brother came. I remember that he came on vacations and he was hanging out with us. And uh, the other day, I kind of remember the name, the ginger guy. I forgot, whatever. And they were just going all ballistics and trying. And maybe, I mean, everyone was having fun. But the things, yeah, a lot of things went off the rails just because, I don't know. It, it's such, it, it's hard to explain when you're not there. Like only by, everything goes just, everything is just so amplified. The emotions, like you guess, it's, you don't guess that you get extremely sad. You don't get happy, you get extremely happy. And it's just, I don't know, it, it's, it's very, very strange. And did you see, was it just the boys or like you didn't see, did you see like Kate buy drugs? Oh yeah. At, at the end, at the end, uh, uh, I remember that the girls, some of the girls were doing drugs as well. On Kate, the, Kate on Chastain. The, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I even found uh, dollar bills rolled on top of the table. So, so cocaine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you didn't see Captain Lee. Oh no, 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 no. no. The thing is Captain Lee would never, it was never with us. Captain Lee would, would, would be with us on the, um, on the dinners or sometimes even, not even, not, not every time even. Um, so Captain Lee was more off the scene um, at night. Uh, I mean, he's not as young as us, right? To hang out like that every time. And, and still, he's the captain. He still had to drive the boat. So, yeah. But no. you saw Kate do the cocaine? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Wow. And, okay, so... Was this only like on the dark days, the days off? And was this off the boat or they brought the cocaine on the boat? Oh, no, that I don't know. I know for a fact that Jenna, she, she had some prescription pills that would make her crazy because every time she would drink alcohol, she would just trans- be transformed like a cuckoo woman. And we knew that because she was mixing alcohol because she would get crazy after one glass of alcohol. And she, I know that she was taking prescription pills for I don't know what. Uh, would, would make her go really crazy. That was during our work hours. Our work hours, besides the alcohol, I don't know if they were doing drugs because the only time that I saw was, of course, off, uh, off camera or, or on the nights out. That Yeah. Because that's a fireable offense if you have drugs on board. Exactly. You actually can lose your license. So just the fact that, just the fact that you have a prescription pills that you have to take on board and you're not uh register on with the officer or the, your captain on board that you actually have those pills on board you can lose your license and license and be fired because you have to even if you bring supplements uh even your bodybuilding supplements like uh, pre-workout protein you have to register those um on board so yeah which is what happened i don't know if you watched it that's what happened this past season with like malia and captain sandy and hannah i don't know if you watched this past no. season Hannah got fired by Sandy because she had a prescription, Valium, and then there was a pen. I don't know. Oh, the CBD. okay. I'm sure. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. I thought she left the season. No, and I tell me that she no, was fired. Sandy fired her because <laughs> she had on. Oh, drama. <laughs> and there was a lot of back and forth about whether Sandy made the right decision and Malia. Oh, of course, she made the right this. decision. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, and the, the only reason that you have to report that is that you have to have a clearance from your doctor that the medication you're taking does not affect 
the work that you're doing on board and does not jeopardize the safety and security of every single person that is on that boat. You cannot have a, a, an accident or have someone killed or having a boat on fire because, oh, you're taking pills and you had no notion of what you're doing. <coughs> so every single thing you have to take that might change um, your, your work, like the, the way you think, you have to report, period. And any prescription on any pills you have to report. So Captain Sandy, on my opinion, did the right thing. So, right. So like, even if you have a prescription, it's a yeah. valid prescription, but you don't report it. That's still a fireable offense. Of course. Yeah, definitely. And that's what all of the drama was this past season with Malia. She was the bosun and she turned Hannah in. And then that's when people went crazy online saying it's a prescription, but Sandy said maritime oh, law, matter. it doesn't matter. You didn't it doesn't report matter. it. Yeah. You have a lot of prescription pills that makes you drowsy. Imagine that you're on a uh, night watch and you're on prescription and it makes you drowsy and makes you sleep and then the boat runs to a rock. Like having Malia actually reporting uh, Hannah with that, actually it was, she's a bosun. So she has the right to go step directly to the captain and the captain's decision, it was in order to prevent actually an accident that in future could eventually happen. So I think both of them were totally right. Well, Malia got a lot of hate online for it. And as did Sandy. Of course they will have because the people that watch the show, they have no idea of actually what is, what, what, what is the work on board. So, Yeah, it, it became a thing. So there you go. <laughs> but of course, I mean, that, that, that needs to be happen on the show. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you ran into like Kate or Captain Lee today, what would you say? Like Absolutely just say- nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm that kind of a person that if that person has done nothing to me that would make change my life in a good way, I literally have nothing to say or approach that person. I mean, for me, a person, a human being um, has to impact me in a way, has to make me like think, okay, that person is going to be, it's going to be good to me. And if both of them weren't good to me, I have no, uh, because for me, the thing is if I would find him on the street, I'm like, oh, hello. And hi, for me, that's being hypocrite, hypocrite, like being fake. And I'm not that. So I would, just ignore them and just pretend there were just any other person on the street. I'm kind of the same way. Like once you're dead to me, you're <laughs> dead to me. I mean, if exactly, you've wronged me, exactly, I don't, yeah. I have a great yeah. life. Like I don't need to speak to you. Like just, yeah, exactly. Good luck, yeah. but I'm not interested in speaking to you. as a human <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to our part one, sit down with Bruno Duarte. And Oh my God, you need to stay tuned for part two. He, clearly is not holding back. We talk more about Kate Chastain, more about Captain Lee. We talk about his near-death experience while filming Below Deck, the producer's reaction to that, and what he really thinks of Andy Cohn. Oh my God, you have to stay tuned for part two of our sit-down with Bruno Duarte from Below Deck. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. 
And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.